I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 165 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an awesome guest for you guys today. He is the star of a very popular reality TV show on the Learning Channel, which is about to air a new season. Matt Roloff of Little People, Big World will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. It has really been a lot of fun for me to speak with guys like Nick Hoffman yesterday and Matt Roloff today because they live on a farm. Uh, Nick Hoffman is a big outdoorsman. I mean, his show, Nick's Wild Ride, is all about hunting and the outdoor life. Matt Roloff is a pumpkin farmer. So I'm very green when it comes to that whole lifestyle. And it's something that I really want to explore with my family just because it will make me uncomfortable to do those things. I am not a hunter or a fisherman or a camper or a farmer. uh, So it will be fun to do some of those activities with my kids. I mean, I've done some fishing very lightly, but nothing in depth. So uh, I'm definitely going to set aside some time to get all of that in. I realize it's a lot harder than it looks to do all those things, but um, uh, it'll be quite an experience to learn right alongside of my kids, so I will certainly share those moments as we do them. Tomorrow on the podcast will be a combat veteran who served with the Army Special Forces. He has several successful businesses and a successful acting career on his hands as well. Vincent Rocco Vargas will be here. And Friday, of course, we're going to have a Frogman Friday podcast with former Navy SEAL Jeff Nichols. All right, and I just started a Facebook group yesterday as I'm trying to continue to learn how to use all the social media tools that are available. I hope to connect with some of you listeners, so please go check it out. The group is called First Class Fatherhood. I'm trying to pick up my Facebook game a little bit and find better ways to engage with you guys. I spent so much time over the last year building my following on Twitter. Uh, But for those of you who are on Twitter, you guys know it's just a brutal place. I mean, I no longer watch the news. I stopped doing that a few years ago. But Twitter is really starting to give me that similar feeling of negativity whenever I'm on there. So I'm trying to focus more on Instagram. And I would love it if you guys would follow me over there. I have an account at First Class Fatherhood. And I have my main account, which is at Alec underscore Lace. There you can keep track of all the announcements, such as upcoming guests. And I'll tell you what, I have got a very big popular guest that I will be announcing very soon. As soon as I lock it in, I'm supposed to do the interview with him tomorrow, and then I will make the announcement. I mean, he is a dad that has over 4 million followers on Instagram. He's very popular, so please uh, stay tuned for that announcement. Follow me over on Instagram. And talk about being popular. Today's guest, Matt Roloff, and his show, Little People Big World, was averaging 1.9 million viewers per episode, and they are about to drop a new season on you. So let's jump into the action right now and talk some fatherhood. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And let's get right to it with First Class Father, Matt Roloff. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, joining me now is a First Class Father. He is an actor, author, farmer, entrepreneur, speaker, and TV personality. He is the star of Little People, Big World, which is airing a new season soon on the Learning Channel. It is a big privilege for me to say, Matt Roloff, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Well, thank you, Alex, for having me. All right, here we go. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I've got four kids. 
and uh, let's see, we've got, I've got my oldest are twins, and so they're going to be uh, 27 years old, both fathers themselves, and uh, then I have a daughter who's 25, Molly, and then my youngest, Jacob, is 22. Awesome. I have four as well. What type of um, sports or activities were they all into growing up? Well, they're pretty much all into, into soccer. Um, I, tr- I, I was a wrestler in high school, so I tried to get them all into re- all the boys at least into wrestling at a young age but uh they all did it for one season i thought they were all destined to be champion wrestlers but they decided that soccer was uh was more interesting to them so they switched to soccer and uh i flowed with that yeah soccer has become increasingly popular since i've been a kid i mean i've had uh, some of my children playing soccer as young as four years old i mean it's really taken over yeah no doubt about that All right, Matt, please do me a favor here. Just take a minute to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Uh, Let's see. I started off as a, I was a computer programmer and uh, in my early after high school, I was a computer programmer and uh, then went into computer sales, software sales, worked for some large companies um, all over the world, really. And then, uh, and then somewhere along the line, I got into farming. And so now I'm I'm a pumpkin farmer. I grow pumpkins and we have a we have a television show that we do called Little People Big World. So when that's not keeping me busy, I'm busy uh, maintaining the farm. And I have a number of other little businesses. I sell accessibility uh, uh, kits into hotels and, um, um, and, and, and various other products into grocery stores. I actually have a children's book. I know you're a big uh, avid reader to your kids. So I've, I've built a, a little book uh, called Little Lucy Big Race for, um, for kids to read. Um, and so I've, I've got to go into all kinds of different things. Yeah, you have had an incredible journey, Matt. When did fatherhood first come into this picture for you? How old were you? And how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? Well, let's see. I, I got married. I was 24. And uh, then, let's see, I probably was a year and a half. It wasn't much longer, you know, that my wife at the time, Amy, um, got pregnant with the twins. So I must have been about 25. I'm guessing I'd have to go back to the math, but probably about 25 years old when I had the twin boys. And, uh, oh, yeah, it was a radical change. I mean, I had to you really go from sort of being more self-centered and, and everything's about, you know, my career and that, to really being uh, the, the custodial of, you know, precious little lives. And the responsibility is, is quite stunning, you know. And so when you make that first step off, especially in my case where we had two of them, uh, and, you know, one of them was a little person like myself, um, and one of them was average size. So my wife and I at the time uh, were little people. We had dwarfism, and one of our twins had dwarfism. And then the other one was uh, a perfectly average, you know, I guess we used the word normal or we couldn't use the word, you know, kid. Um, and so it, we, we had our hands full at, back in the days. And Amy was very small, so she had to, you know, carry, uh, carry these kids first uh, inside of her. And, and that was uh, quite a, you know, quite a feat uh, accomplishment physical accomplishment and then uh, after they were born you know between the two of us having to you know let the kids around and get all the diapers changed uh, it really did <laughs> it revolutionized our our perspective and our life and and it continues to do so today well said all right matt little people big world is a big success you guys have been going for many years now you, you draw great ratings uh, it's very popular with all the fans out there when did the opportunity first come up? What was the genesis of Little People, Big World? And what are some of the challenges of being a reality TV star while being a dad? Well, you know, one of the things I, I, you know, I have quite a little, my 
form of disability or form of dwarfism, I should say, is, is uh, pretty physically limiting. You know, I'm on crutches and um, and uh, what have you. So there was going to be some sports and some activities that I wasn't going to be able to do with the kids. And uh, uh, I knew that it was going to be a little harder for me to be competitive with them on soccer. I mean, I could kind of swing my leg and kick a ball a little bit, which I did. But but I did have sort of a creative bit to myself. So I set out when uh, the kids were first born, the twins. In fact, they weren't even born yet. When I said, one thing I can do very well is I can I can build. I can build stuff. Um, and so, you know, tree houses and, and go-karts and forts and things like that. So I set out uh, in my, you know, time after work uh, building uh, very elaborate structures and what have you. And, you know, sometimes I'd hire high school kids to help me. You know, sometimes I'd do a lot of it, you know, on my hands and knees. Um, and uh, I built really cool playgrounds for the kids. And um, it, it triggered their imagination and uh, helped, you know, helped me be creatively, have a creative outlet. And that's what caught the attention of producers um, to to develop the show Little People Big World. So the producers uh, came along and and said, this is pretty interesting that this guy that can barely walk, you know, is building a pirate ship in his backyard, you know. And uh, that um, was the genesis of the Little People. That's just kind of the Reader's Digest version of of how the show started. Yeah, very cool. Do you ever look back at some of the episodes, Matt, and see something about yourself that you didn't like or maybe uh, make a change or a correction in your parenting style or, or your behavior as a result? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, that happens uh, frequently, especially in the early days. Uh, I used to tell people everybody should have a, a, you know, a video camera in the corner of their room and watch how they behave in certain circumstances, and you might grow up a little bit. And uh, certainly it happened uh, – with us, we'd see things on uh, on the TV, you know, and kind of be mortified at how we handled this particular situation and what have you. So, you know, I don't like to say, oh, the TV, you know, process of being on TV changed me or anybody else. But there's there's no doubt that when you see yourself, uh, you know, we have, you know, literally thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of television uh, that's been created over the last 14 years. Um, and, um, you know, n- now, I, now I look at it and it's more of a cringe, you know, than it is hide in the bedroom underneath the, uh, you know, underneath the bed, um, more about that than it is. But, but there was er- the early days that definitely uh, try to, you know, learn about, you know, do some self-reflection. Yeah, I would imagine it's something that many of the pro sports athletes experience during a film session when they're rewatching a game from the day before. It really makes them want to, you know, run and hide their head because, let's face it, the camera doesn't lie. And one thing about the changing technology is that everyone now has access to post stuff on the Internet, whether you like it or not, and everybody is a critic. So how have you kind of handled all the social media and technology, especially with your kids? Well, um, it, it, that's been quite a... That's a great question. It's been quite a journey. We're still figuring it out. Probably the way I would respond to it and spend spend the time talking about it is is having four kids and they're kind of going through um, you know, the process of learning how to how to have thick skin and people are gonna you know, everything they do, I you know, I've had to sit the kids down and say, guys, everything you do and you say on your social media is gonna get scrutinized and, and 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 picked apart and yelled at. So that was a t- that's a tough way to grow up, you know, especially for our youngest, Jacob, you know, he was very young and didn't have all the tools in place. And so we spent a lot of time coaching the kids to, you know, be super careful about, you know, what you say and what you do and your actions, because you're, you're going to get, um, it's going to, you're going to be remembered by some of this stuff. 
And, um, you know, there's big rewards that come uh, with being in the reality TV business, but there's also, um, you know, uh, challenges, and, and that's one of them right there. So I, I be, you know, have always – I've been an adult, you know, during the whole filming process, so I was able to, and pretty thick skin, you know, I've been teased my entire life uh, one way or another, stared at and looked at, and, you know, because of my, you know, stature. Um, so – it wasn't a big, big stretch to go from being ridiculed and what have you. But, you know, people, uh, you know, there's, there's most of the time people are wonderful. There, there's what I call the 1%. I have a thing in our family. We call it the 1%. And 1% means it's the, and it might be a little more than 1%, but that, that's, the, that's the segment of society that's just always going to be mean and ornery and, and they're sour and they're jealous and they, you know, aren't feeling good about themselves or insecure. And we really, we can't fix everybody, you know. Um, it's, it's the people, you know, that can, you can reach and that you can um, teach and you can influence, you know. Those are the ones that matter. And, you know, the, the 1% that are just going to be, you know, um, you know, <laughs> mean and ornery no matter what you do. Um, you, you just have to, you just have to let that roll off your back um, and not, not uh, get you down. Very well said. That's an excellent way to approach it. Uh, how about disciplining the kids, Matt? I always love to ask parents about their discipline style, but I mean, with your kids being, you know, famous and at least, you know, very well recognized and popular, has that made disciplining them a bit more challenging? I mean, how do you handle discipline with the kids? Unbelievably more complicated. Uh, we could spend a whole podcast on that one. It's very difficult. For for one, you, you, it's, it's challenging to try to discipline your kids uh, and yell at them when when the cameras are rolling. So, um, which was considerably amount of time. So my kids would learn how to do things that you know would stimulate the the drama of the show. You know, just naturally, the producers are whispering in their ear, "Hey, go." Uh, you know, go, you know, kick your dad in the shin or go, don't take that, you know, dinner plate back to the table so that your dad can get mad. We want to see what that looks like. So, you know, there's some of that kind of stuff that's going on. And so I would, for example, not know the difference between is, is my kid, one of my kids uh, doing it just to, to do a wink, wink at one of the producers, or is he really being defiant? Um, and, you know, being a little person, uh, to start with, is difficult. Think about think about disciplining when your six-year-old is, you know, a head, head taller than you. You know, that's, a, that's something to think about, right? And uh, so I had to just try my best to, um, you know, be creative and, and, uh, and, you know, discipline from a perspective of respect, make sure that they understood that when I was serious, I was serious. Um, you know, we, we raised our kids to be independent and to be individuals, and we wanted this, you know, even though we didn't always like some of their choices, we tried to sit them down and talk with them about those choices. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, we I think we tried to um, let them be who they were going to be uh, and not um, try to turn them into mini-me's. You know, in other words, I didn't want my kids to necessarily be just like me. I want them to be their own people with their own opinions and thoughts. And that's kind of how my folks raised me. And um, uh, so I, I think that's an important message for parents is that there's a, there's a fine line in there and everybody's got to figure their own line out. Yeah, that's one of the unique things about fatherhood, Matt, is that, I mean, there have been billions of us on the planet, but it's not something you can really ever explain to somebody. You need to experience it to understand it and appreciate it. Very pretty well said. 
All right, Matt, now you have gone through a divorce, and a divorce is a tough experience for any family to go through, no matter what the circumstances are, but obviously yours are scaled up quite a bit because you are a public person, you're in the media, it's being played out in front of millions of people, and that means millions of opinions and judgments. So what kind of effect did your divorce have on your kids, and what kind of advice could you give maybe to a dad out there who is just about to jump into this whole divorce process? It is now time to get an important word from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back with more from Matt Roloff. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Kids are not born with a politeness gene. You can parent by example, which is a good way for kids to learn about sharing, proper behavior, table manners, and so on. But there's an app that reinforces every good thing you're teaching your child. The SirDap Game Show app challenges players ages 5 to 8 to choose good behavior in fun scenarios with quirky cartoon characters that keep good humor in the mix. Check out SirDap.com. That's S-I-R-D-A-P-P.com to learn more. All right, Matt, now you have gone through a divorce, and a divorce is a tough experience for any family to go through, no matter what the circumstances are, but obviously yours are scaled up quite a bit because you are a public person, you're in the media, it's being played out in front of millions of people, and that means millions of opinions and judgments. So what kind of effect did your divorce have on your kids, and what kind of advice could you give maybe to a dad out there who is just about to jump into this whole divorce process? Well, I'll kind of start answering that by saying that my advice to other dads getting ready to go is definitely, definitely keep the kids out of it. And we, we did that. We really, you know, our, and our, we were fortunate and our kids didn't probe and want to know, you know, the details. Um, they, um, you know, they knew that their mom and I were, you know, struggling and, um, you know, moving in different directions, I think. Um, but we didn't drag them in. We very rarely argued in front of them. Um, you know, in fact, I don't think we ever argued really in front of them. I, I sort of refused to raise my voice and always kept a, kept my voice uh, calm and as possible. And um, you know, we had you know uh, our our serious discussions outside the ears of the kids. Um, and I think they liked it. They appreciated that. Um, and we still respect each other. I, you know, my ex-wife Amy and I can still get in a room or go to a, a, a granddaughter's birthday or, you know, we can still do things together without um, it being, uh, you know, we don't, we try not to let there be tension in the room. I mean, it doesn't always work. It's really much easier to say than, than to do. But I think we really practice the idea of, hey, the tension is for when the cameras are rolling and we're getting paid for it. You know, <laughs> the real life, we have to not have that uh, in the room. And we have to, um, when the cameras aren't rolling, we have to really try to, uh, and, and that's the camera component to our life has made it extra complicated for what I'm describing. I mean, there, you know, I think Amy and I had to work really hard to, to not, to realize, hey, there's no cameras rolling. We don't need to, we, we can be calm. We can be civil, you know. Um, and uh, so making that stink was an extra layer of difficulty. But but getting a divorce, you know, while cameras are following you was indeed very difficult. Yeah, I think it is so cool the way you guys have handled it. You're doing what's right for the kids. I mean, I've never been through it, so I don't know. But I do know a lot of people let their egos take over during a divorce. And somebody like yourself who is on TV, you have more of a reason to protect your ego. Uh, but you have shown through your actions that there is a better way. And, I mean, I think that's a great example for other dads out there that are about to go through this. And you mentioned your grandchild in there. What has the experience been like for you, Matt, being a grandfather now in comparison to fatherhood itself? 
Well, <laughs> I am enjoying, I don't want to say I'm enjoying uh, grandparenthood more because I certainly enjoyed um, uh, being just a father and, and raising the kids. I, I do think, though, I was more distracted by work and my ambitions and my, you know, drive um, businesses and things. So even though, you know, there were times when I thought I was being a great father because I was always at home and attentive, you know, there were times when I was chasing my own um you know, interest and, and not stopping and, and saying, you know, um, for example, one of my kids didn't like to build forts. He, the three of them loved it. And then the youngest just, he just wasn't into forts, you know, and I, I pushed on that for a few years. And, you know, not only did I try to get him into wrestling, but try to get him into thing. And, and at some point you try to encourage your kid to be, uh, you know, one of your kids to, to be into a certain uh, hobby or sport or whatever. And, it's it's difficult to know when to say hey that's enough now what, what let's sit down what are you interested in how can I not I didn't always make those uh, those turns uh, quick enough and 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 sharp enough you know because I was trying to influence them in a certain direction with the grandkids I am super double triple quadruple committed to understanding what they like and following them around so I I follow my little grandson around like a little puppy dog looking for what he puts his hands on what he wants to do is whether he, you know, if he, he loves to read or color, you know, so I, I like doing those activities and I'm not, um, you know, I like Hot Wheels. I did get him a Hot Wheel track and I, but I don't pull it out unless he pulls it out, you know? Um, so the, you learn, you get older and you get wiser. And I think that's happened with me and I, I'm not going to make the same mistakes with my grandkids as I've made with my, with my own kids. Um, but um, I think that you know, just I, I'm enjoying uh, grand. Is it grandpa ness? I don't know what you how you word that, but <laughs> I'm enjoying it immensely. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, do the kids enjoy the whole process of the show, Matt, or have any of them spoken out against it and said they no longer want to be a part of it? Do they watch the show and enjoy it, or has it just become like a, a regular part of their lives and they just just come to accept it? Well, I, I would say everybody in our family has taken their turns loving doing the show and hating during the show, and it's not always at the same time. <laughs> so we been, the answer to that is all over the map. Uh, right now, though, you know, my youngest dropped out of the show quite a few years ago. He just decided that he did not, you know, like the process of the show and, and, and the storylines that were drawn up. And so he, you know, um, slightly less than gracefully, you know, announced that he was going to, you know, not be part of the show anymore. And we um, allowed him to do that and said, that's fine. And so the, the show did go on um, and he's still very much part of the family. In fact, he lives still in, in one of our guest uh, quarters there on the farm. We see him every day. People, well, why doesn't, doesn't anybody ever talk to Jacob? <laughs> we talk to him every single day. It's just that he doesn't want to be on the camera. So the cameras, you know, he's either off travel when the cameras are there or we point him in a different direction than where he is. Often he'll be right in the room with us when the cameras are there, but they, they just don't, they don't feature him. And he's happy with that. And, um, he uh, enjoys it. And then my one of my twin boys um, this last year, him and his wife made the decision that they wanted to pursue other interests. So they um, asked to, to pull back out of the show. Uh, you know, and, and, and I'm, I was sort of neutral last year about it. I could have taken it or leaving it and probably more left it. But Zach, my other twin and his wife and, and Jackson and Amy, my ex-wife, we're all very interested. They thought they had a lot more story. They have a lot more stories to tell. So um, they, you know, 
we all decided in the end, well, they did really, you know, and I went along with that, that it was time to, to go ahead and do some more shows. So that's where the season that's coming out here, April 2nd, it's going to start. So we've been working. People think our show kind of goes away, but really we're behind the scenes working our butts off, you know, for eight months, making episodes almost every day we're filming, or you know, four days a week anyway. And, uh, and now we have a, a package of episodes that are ready to air here just in a, April 2nd, you know, on Tuesday night. So they'll run for, you know, 10 or 12 weeks. Um, and then um, and then we'll go, you know, probably back to making more. So they'll be off the air for a while. So th- it's confusing to the viewers because they don't know whether they're watching a rerun or a brand new episode sometime. Um, and uh, But everything right now is reruns until April 2nd. And then you're watching brand new content that was started filming, you know, in the summer of last year. Yeah, and I think most of us out here, Matt, that watch shows like yours, we have this idea that, hey, reality TV, it's so easy and natural. We don't realize all the hard work that takes place behind the scenes to make a show like Little People, Big World come together. Plus, at the same time, being a father, a husband, a grandfather, a, a boyfriend, all on top of it. I mean, I mean, that's got to wear you down, I would imagine. I would say you got it. You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, you hit the nail on the head and trying to get, you know, you're right. It's hard enough being a father and a husband uh, without that layer. And so the doing reality television, people call me all the time, oh, I want to, you know, be in reality television. It is not for the faint of heart at all. It is very difficult. It plays havoc because you, you especially in our format, the format that we're in, you know, you don't know that – the, you know, it's difficult to know where the lines of, you know, truth are versus made up story stuff, you know. And so, um, you know, I, I could say something that's kind of egged on by the producers and then I have to go to the family and say, hey, guys, that's not true. That's not really how I feel. I just I had to say that to make everything kind of fit together and work, you know. And we, we, we as a family work very, very hard to make sure that what we put out is very, very much in line with the truth and what's actually happening. But sometimes the timing is, you know, I, I recently on the Internet got beat up, you know, over like, oh, Matt was faking it. He wasn't really buying a house. you know. And it's like if people could hear the exact explanation, they'd go, oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. But the way that the timing of when this uh, episode came out, when this content was filmed, um, you know, there was no deception, no lies, nothing. It just the timing was sort of a little bit askew. Um, and, there, you know, there was a perfectly good explanation that shows that there was no, um, you know, deception involved. Um, but sometimes it just falls together in a way that looks like, you know, there, there's something going on. So when it, it's between us family members or between me and my kids, I have to be very um, good about communicating, going to them and, or, and them to me and say, hey, Dad, um, you know, like recently my kids, they got a – Zach and Tori bought a house that had a lot of stairs. I don't like the, the house with a lot of stairs. So I was very vocal about that, you know, on the television. Um, then I had to go to them and say, hey, I actually love your house. I, I don't love the stairs. That's true. But um, I uh, love your house. I think you guys did a wonderful job because I don't want them to watch the TV and think I hate their home. Uh, so um, – <laughs> Anyway, you get the, I think you get the idea there. Yeah, I hear you on that, Matt. All right, the show has been a huge success. Another season is dropping soon. What kind of goals or plans do you have for yourself uh, for the future beyond the show? Um, well, Amy and I, it's depicted on the show. It's a very kind of interesting season that's coming out um, uh, about the farm and 
you know, am I going to buy it from her? Is she going to buy it from me? Um, are we both going to just go status quo? And so we're we're working on that. So my my plans is to get that settled uh, over the next few months. Um, and then uh, once that's settled, you know, I am we can I'd you know love to maybe build a home or a house on there that's custom to me. Um, um, if not, if it doesn't, if she decides to be the one that buys the farm, then you know I might uh, build construct a home somewhere else in uh, in the Portland area. Um, I'm talking to you today from Arizona. I got a home down here with my girlfriend Karen, and and uh, so we spend as much uh, time down here as we can enjoying the warm weather and the, the sunshine. Um, but, uh, I, I've got all my businesses, my, I do, I'm looking at doing another book. I've actually already written my second little Lucy book called little Lucy, big bully, which I haven't done the artwork for yet, but I'm working on a, I, I really enjoy doing children's books, um, and, and giving them a strong message of resilience and, um, and overcoming adversity and what have you. Um, so that's, um, a passion of mine that I'd, I'd like to continue to pursue, um, and other than that, I, I stay, I stay busy in my day to day. I, everybody said, when are you going to retire? And I'm like, I, I, I don't see that, um, me retiring as a work, you know, working out too well. That's awesome, Matt. Good for you. Last thing I want to hit you with here. I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast. What type of advice do you have for that new father or for that about to be dad? Who's out there listening? My, my biggest advice, to, you know, first off, you know, everybody's got to find their own way. There's no real perfect guidebook and do it this way or do it that way but let 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 your kids you know be who they're going to be i mean you can obviously you want to discipline them and, and and correct them and teach them manners and please and thank yous and all that but really at some point you need to let go of uh of trying to control your kids and, and forcing them to be somebody that they're not and realize that every you know, I have four kids. They're all very different personalities, extraordinarily different. They they match every all four corners of a of you know of the world in terms of their their thoughts and their beliefs and their you know um, pursuits. And I I just have to love them and accept them all for that and and work to switch gears and develop them and realize they each have different needs and different you know um, desires for for my time. And, and I, you know, I didn't always understand that perfectly, and and it's cost me, you know, that things I'm relationship that I'm finally, you know, figuring that out and and uh, making good by by some of those early mistakes. But uh, um, that's that's my biggest advice for new dads is let let your uh, you know let your kids kind of be who they are and develop. They're interested in you know video games, then become a video gamer with them if they're interested in reading, you know, be, become a avid reader with them. So um or soccer or whatever the case may be. Very well said. That is great advice. This has been a pleasure for me. Uh you are a first class father. I wish you the best of luck with the new season of the show. And I gotta say, Matt Roloff, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Well thank you, Alex. Appreciate it. Good good work you're doing. So keep it up. Okay, I'm back with a couple of closing thoughts next. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Matt Roloff for giving me a few minutes of his time. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And then lock it in. Tomorrow we have got a former Army Special Forces combat veteran joining us he is also the star of fx's the mayans mc it's going to be a lot of fun 
Vincent Rocco Vargas will be here tomorrow. And then Friday, we're going to close things out with a Frogman Friday. Former Navy SEAL Jeff Nichols will be here. All right. That's all I got for you guys today. Thank you for joining me here. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Your half-truths and